So we're going to begin with a test this morning. You didn't have to study for it. It doesn't make any difference whether you pass it or not, but you've actually been studying for this as, as, a, as a consumer, as a person who watches media all the time. This is a test you'll easily pass, and you have the freedom to yell out the answer, okay? I'm going to, we're going to show you some images, and I want you to tell me what they stand for. Okay, first one. Apple! Young person right over here got the first one. You win the prize for that one. Next one. Chevrolet. How many big Chevy people here? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next one. Yeah. Are we not a product of our culture or what? Chick-fil-A. You know that image. Next one. Yeah. It's like, why can't I get you to do that while we're singing? I mean, I, I don't hear that volume when we're singing songs. Next one. Yes. How many like McDonald's? How many can't stand it? Yeah, okay. Next one. Steve got that right off. He can't count the little things for the offering, but, but he can save Mercedes Benz. Okay, next one. You don't have one, do you? Okay, red car. That's pretty easy, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So what, what's interesting is about these, these represent companies and products that are world known. And these are geniuses because around the world you just see the image. Just see these pictures and you think of the entire corporation and the product they make that, that is all around the world. And, and then you got slogans. Words that you say that when somebody says them, you know the product. First one, this one. Anybody know this one? Relatively new. It's Chevy. You know that guy with the beard comes on and, do you know there are five special made ones? I hate that commercial. Or did you know we won the last 18 years? You remember? I hate, okay. Find new roads. Chevy. Next one. That's age old and never will change. I think there's one. Is there one more? Eat more chicken. Now, now let me just say a couple of them without any words that you see. Make a run for the border. Uh-uh. Not, not real familiar with Taco Bell, huh? We have to eat there every week, so I know it. Have it your way. Burger King. So some of you, those are a little older, aren't they? These slogans combined with maybe a brand image convey something about a product that stays with us. And it says something about them. Chick-fil-A breaks the mold of just being a burger all the time. Taco Bell says, break out, of the, break out of the boundaries you keep yourselves in. Make a run for the border and cross the border and eat something really adventurous out of a tube, of course. But every one of them says something, and you've gotten the message over the years. You know exactly what they stand for. Burger King gives it just the way you want it, right? And not, Nike's my favorite. Just do it. Quit, quit watching it. Quit spectating. Get out there and do it. Wear one of our shoes and do it, right? That's the idea. There's a product. It's a brilliant strategy. You combine this image with just a, a few words, and it tells you everything you need to know, and it gives you a positive vibe toward them, and everyone around the world can recognize it. You know exactly what you're getting, and you like it. I'm going to share with you a new image for you. It won't be familiar yet, but it will be soon. Two colors, two parts. Go ahead and show it if you would. And what you see at the top is a church. One more button, I think. I hope. What you see at the top is a church. And you know it's not a house because there's a cross in it. 
And it's a church, it's a, what I think about the gray color is a foundation when you lay concrete and the foundation that stays solid and secure, it's gray. And that's what this church is. It's, it's a solid building, it's a solid place, it represents a foundation that will never change. The green below it is like grass. And it's like the potential that exists in the springtime when things are all new and budding and coming back fresh and it's growth and it's maturing. And you're going to see this white line that represents where your eyes need to go and it's going up that hill to that building at the top. This is Valley View Church of Christ, your new brand. It represents us as everything we long to be. It represents where we long to go. We already are going there, but we want to keep going there. And the green, the grass of the hill, the church at the top of the hill, and it's who we are. And I'm hoping that it will become more and more familiar as time goes by. The potential, the foundation, the strength, colorful but not too strong, reflective of our location at the top of a hill, but also indicative of our identity as people who want others to look up past us to God. Image alone will be the strength of this and time to come. But then you have to enter words. So the next slide slides over and you see the words that go with it. You might not be able to see real clearly in this particular picture. It's not quite the right size. What you see at the top, if you follow the white line, kind of like the parking lot, goes up the hill and it turns into what is called Valley View Church of Christ. That is our identity. That's who we are. It's also where we are in Valley View. But let me tell you what we're we're wanting to do. We're wanting people to know us as that. Not first off, but that's how they're going to get to know us. Those traditional things that are Church of Christ need to stay the traditional things that are Church of Christ. Not because they're traditional, but because they're biblical. And it's who we are. Things like the weekly Lord's Supper. Every Lord's Day. If it's the Lord's Day, we observe the Lord's Supper. Those are traditions that go along with Church of Christ. And that's good and that's holy because it's right along with Scripture. That's who we want people to know us as. Come to know us as. I don't want them to know us as that first. But I want them to come to know us as that. And that's who we really are. Then we're a cappella people. We're people when you come in. This is the most disturbing thing. I'm not, not disturbing, most obvious thing to people is they come in here and we don't have anything up here. Nothing but the Lord's table in the center and, and, the, and the pulpit and the baptistry. That's all we have up here. There's no, there's no instruments and that's on purpose. It's not a personal preference. It's a conviction. It's a conviction of who we are. New Testament believers worship this way. We want to continue worshiping this way. And until the Lord comes... It will be this way. That's the Valley View Church of Christ. And, of course, the baptistry is out front because you know what we believe? As opposed to other people, as to other religious groups perhaps that are out there, we want you to know the line of demarcation between lost and saved isn't complete until baptism is complete and the Lord washes you of your sins. That's Church of Christ. That's Valley View Church of Christ. That's who we are. We want people to come to know us. But you know what? I don't want that to be our defining characteristic that people first know. The slogan is what I want them to first know us as. The church on the hill. And do you know why? Because that's what they already call us. The church on the hill. If you're talking, if I'm talking to some people in Kennett who just say, hey, where are you now? Uh, I'll say Valley View Church of Christ. And they'll say, which one is that? When you're going to Searcy, we're the church, what? 
on the hill. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. And when you delivered for Pakistan and you tried to get people to understand who you were, you know what they said? Oh, yeah, you're the, you're the church on the hill. I'll tell you why I think that's so significant. Uh, go to the next slide, if you would. And here's the verse where we, we use this. It's from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14. We skip 15. It says the same thing, and then go to 16. I want you to see this with me. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. This was the constitution for the, in, for the church that was to come. Jesus gave in his first sermon ever recorded, the Sermon on the Mount. And this is what he says of us. When the church comes, because the church wasn't even available for membership yet, for entrance yet, the keys had been given, but the door hasn't been opened. Keys hadn't even been given yet. The doors hadn't been opened yet. He was just saying, in the times to come, I want you to be a city on a hill. I want you to be a light on the hill, shining light into the world. And what does that mean? I want us to understand, first of all, that this is a job description God gives us. There's two things I want you to know about this, and one of them is, this is a job God gives us. God expects us to be this. So in this sermon, what does it mean to be salt and light? If you just take this passage, what does it mean? When he calls us to be salt and light, and he doesn't say, I want you to be the salt and the light. I want you to be the city on the hill. He says, you already are. This is who you are by virtue of you being related to me. By being in Christ, we are a city on a hill. We are the salt of the earth. So what does that mean? What it means when it says, see your good works, let your light shine, that's the same thing. You let your light shine when you let your good works be seen, and when others see those good works or benefit from those good works, they give glory to God, not to you, to God. You become a reflector that gives attention to God. That's what he's called us to be in this passage. This is not an assignment that we've chosen. This is a task God assigned to us. Be a city on a hill. When they look at you, they will see me, but they won't look at you until you give them a reason to. Make them look up at you and let them look past you and see your Father God and give him glory. That's what he's asking us to do. And that's what you've been assigned in your life. But a second thing I want you to know is the world needs this from us. The church on the hill. Because for too long, all we do is define ourselves by other churches of Christ down below. We just keep trying to say, here's how we're different from so and so. Here's our beliefs. And we fight and we fuss with so and so and such and such over this issue and that issue. And I want us to take the high road and rise above all those skirmishes that just really don't matter. And it just wearies us anymore. And it makes a, a observing public go, what is your problem? You can't even decide for yourselves who you are. Make what is central central and put peripherals away. The world needs to see us majoring on what's major and reflecting the heart of God to serve others, cause them to want to rise above the sin of this world and the muck of this world and see a holy God who's interested in his people serving and loving. That is our goal. 
And that's what the world needs to see. And even when sometimes we fail, we know what we should do, and so we make corrections called repentance, and we go again and try to be a people who serve others. Together, this is our brand. The image of this church on a hill, the name Valley View Church of Christ, and the slogan, the church on the hill. If you would turn to Hebrews chapter 10 for just a moment. See what I think our calling is to be. We live our lives down below this hill, all around this hill. And we live most of our lives in a world preaching us a message, and most of the time we're hearing it, and we're, absolute, we're actually absorbing it whether we know it or not, and we get pretty connected to this world, and the world becomes so much part of us that, that we struggle to break free of it to be the kind of people that God wants us to be. We're not a city of man, we're a city of God, even when we're living our individual lives, right? And so what we do is once in a while we break free of that mold of the world and we make that trek up this hill, which is a little challenging today. You make this trek up this hill and you meet with other believers on this hillside to remind ourselves that we're rising above all this and remembering who we belong to. And in Hebrews chapter 10, it makes it very clear what we're doing here. Join me in verse 19 and get the three let us things, okay? Let us, let us, let us. But first, brothers, since we have confidence, verse 19 of Hebrews 10, to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, which we've done, by the new and living way that he opened up through us to the curtain, that is, through his flesh. The only reason we can be here and know that, that anything we do matters beyond this moment right here is because of what Jesus did for us. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, first let us, verse 22, let us draw near. You come up this hill... Come to this church on a hill. We become the church on the hill when we assemble because it's the people, not the building. And we come together and we draw near to God. And in a certain sense, a very symbolic sense, we're a little closer to God than we were at the bottom of the hill. In a very symbolic, spiritual sense, we are. And we draw closer. We're going to rise up out of the normalness of life and for a few moments get a reprieve, a retreat, and we're going to meet with God. And first of all, we're going to draw near to Him to become like Him. That's what your task here this morning is. You're not checking off a bunch of boxes to say that you did it and you go back to your world where you're already thinking about where am I going to eat and what am I going to do this afternoon. We rise above some of that and say, I want to return different. I want to return more like God than when I came. And I want to resolve that this week I'll be more like him. That's what you came here for. Don't go back normal. That's not what you're supposed to do when you're a church on a hill. You're not the same people when you go to the foot of this hill as when you came up at this morning. You've drawn near to God, but there's some other let us. Notice verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. This world is going to barrage us and make us question our beliefs and what we're here on this earth for. This world is going to just hit us on every side, trying to fit us into its mold and shape us into the image it wants us to be. And what we come to the top of this hill for, yes, we meet with God. That's a primary thing. But we also remind ourselves what we believe. We are here for a higher reason than just getting more money and looking better and losing weight. 
and all this other stuff that people tell us. We're here to hold fast our confession that we are the people to do good works and bring glory to God. We've got a higher calling than just living out the to-do stuff for this week. There's a higher purpose for your existence than just getting another week off the calendar and another week of pay and another week of life. And I know what the world tells you to believe, but when you come up here to the hill, let's remind ourselves what God tells us to believe. And when there's a discrepancy, do you know which one's true? When there's a difference between what the world tells us we're here for and our value is, and there's a difference between that and what God tells us, which one, church, is right? God is! And that's why you're here, because it's easy to let go of that when you're in the rest of that, hearing that other sermon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you're going to say, well, you preached for 30 minutes. You, you heard the world sermon for a hundred and something hours this week. And we've got 30 minutes to drive into you gods. And you need every bit of it. And you better be listening. Because if you don't hold on to your confession through our time here together this morning, you won't even be here next week because you will start believing that other sermon that is simply not true. That's why we're here at the top of a hill, rising up out of our normal lives, Reminding ourselves of our confession. There's one other reason we're together, and I think this is amazing given what our, given what our statement is, right? We're, we're here to do good, work, good works, to give glory to God. Notice the third, let us. Let us consider how to stir one another up to love and what? Love and? love. Okay, I'm going to give the words to you. You're not saying them from the Scripture, so I'm going to tell you. It's good works, you ready? So we're to spur one another. The other reason we're here, we're meeting with God, we're remembering and holding on to our confession, and we're spurring one another on toward love and good works, the very thing we're here for. You know what spur on means? I don't really know what spur on means. I just know what I think of when I think of spurs. You know what a spur is? It's that thing on the back of a thing. It's a round little thing. It kind of clicks like this on the back of a cowboy's boot. And when that horse is not doing what it's supposed to, he goes, <clears throat> and do you know what you need to be doing for each other right now? Use the spurs. <laughs> Gary James needs a good kick. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to do that after service is over. But here's the thing. We are here to remind ourselves, guys. I know what the world's saying. And I know we go through our things and we sometimes don't think about anybody else, but I'm going to tell you something. You have a job toward each other when you're here at the church on the hill. We are drawing near to God, yes. We are remembering our confession, the things that we believe as core to our identity, but we are also looking around to each other saying, guys, don't forget, don't forget your task is to do good works. Don't forget your task is to be a light to this world. Don't forget you're a city on a hill, all of us, and then individually when you leave, you're still a city on the hill. Get out there and do good works, and that's what we're here for, for each other. In the coming weeks, you're going to see this brand and you're going to see this slogan more and more on different things. And I hope that every time you see it, you remind yourself, oh yeah, that's what my task is. When you see it, go ahead and skip the next slide a couple, yeah, put the whole thing up there. When you see this, any part of this, no, not singing yet, I don't want to do that. When you see this, remember you are part of this 
and you are saying to yourself, my job is to do good works so that other people see God and want to come up here with us and worship God and give Him glory in the way that we live our lives because when your day comes, and I was with Robert Whitaker several times, and I'm going to tell you, at that moment, when you're at that moment, and by the way, that should shape and, and change every moment of your life, don't back down from going to see someone when they're dying. See what they're talking about. They're not talking about the bills. They're not talking about the stuff that we spend a lot of time on. You know what he was talking about? With tears in his eyes, I pray I've lived well enough that God receives me. At that moment, the only thing that mattered at all is what's next. And I'm already. And I'm going to tell you something. The truth is, that's all that matters right now, too. It really is. That's all that matters right now. Think when you see this image. Think of it often as your assigned identity. We will never be the church on the hill if we don't act like it. We are lying we are doing false advertising if we say this is who we are, but we aren't doing the things that it consists of. We are the church on the hill. That's who we are, but more importantly, that's who we long to be and to be known for. So how do you shine as a light among many lights here in this congregation? Reflecting light in this area. I'm going to give you a couple ways right now of how you can respond to this. One of them is, as you leave, one of the elders back there is going to hand you a, a business card that has this picture and the church times, meeting times on the front, and then the verse on the back. It's a great little card, not busy, not terribly busy, but it's who we are. And what I want you to do is take three of those, and I want you to give them away. You might want to keep one just to remind you, but you at least give two away. And when you give it away to a family member or friend, I want you to explain what the image is and where it comes from. You don't have to be near as wordy as I was, okay? Don't, don't preach at them for 30 minutes when you hand them the card. That's going to backfire on you. And don't give them a CD. My goodness, don't give them a CD of this sermon either. Just tell them in short words, what's the gray mean? What's the green mean? What's the hill mean? What's the Valley View Church of Christ mean? What's the church on the hill mean? And, and all that, you can do that in a minute. And then invite them to church if you want to, or if you don't, just tell them who you are. Now there's something else I want you to do, though. I want you to leave here with this identity already, because I'm going to tell you this. This is not a new call at all. It's not like we suddenly decided and discovered a new identity for ourselves. This venture began a dozen years ago on, the, on a church down at the bottom of this hill. The goal was this very thing. It wasn't articulated exactly like this. It wasn't. The words weren't used, but that's precisely what the vision was when this started. And it powerfully resonates in the same people who are gathered here some dozen years later. There needed to be a way to quit all the... The, the nyang, nyang, nyang among congregations and be the church and to impact the community and serve and love people and quit the finer debates. Yes, we are in to sound doctrine. It will always be preached and stood on and we will not change it. But that's not what's going to draw people. What's going to draw people is when we serve and love them enough for them to say, what do you have to say now? And then we teach them the doctrine. It's always been that way. When a group that Nettleton sponsored 
started a church on the south side with David Gibson as the preacher. They didn't image it this way, but this is what they were doing. We are not, we're not creating something new. We're just putting into image and words what is already true of the goal that's deep within the heart of all of us. I want to be a group that works and serves and blesses the world and stands for the truth. Is that your goal? Or are you just wanting to bide your time and say, I went to church somewhere? I don't think that's you. This is still the desire, and the time is right to put an image together with a slogan that communicates this to us and to the world. So take one of the three of those cards. Elders, I hand them to you. Different people will. And then remember this, every time you have a chance to do good works, it does not have to be a church-organized activity for it to be a good work that is to the glory of God. If one of you in your life sees a good work to do and you do it because you believe in Jesus and you do it for the sake of his glory and his purpose, you are fulfilling your identity as a member of Valley View Church of Christ. It does not have to be a church-wide activity out of this building. Let's be a group of people that's just known for good works individually and corporately. I've already seen some of you doing this. Scott Harris was doing this. I know, I hate to brag on the guy, but he's a, he's a nurse out at hospice, and there was this lady, I may have said this before, but I like this story, I want to hear it again. And so this guy, this lady, one of her bucket list things is to ride a motorcycle. Here's this old lady on the back of his motorcycle, and he's going through town, and he's videoing this. I'm wondering how he's doing that exactly. And there's a video, you can watch it, of him driving this older lady around town on a motorcycle so she could get one of her bucket list things. That is what I'm talking about. Others of you serve in different ways that never get discovered and never get heard. And that's okay, because the important point is that God is glorified. It doesn't matter whether, whether it's operated out of the church and anybody else knows it or not. The Father knows. And that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Here just a couple weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, somebody calls us, and, and this is going to be heard. I'm going to hear about this. So I might as well tell you they're going to be recorded, and he's going to watch this later on. He's going to reprimand me, but that's okay. He'll get over it. Somebody calls LaVon, and because she's calling all the church, she's from... Louisiana? Florida? I can't remember. Anyways, they, they call from another state. Texas, it's Texas. And they call from, from Texas. I get the right state. And so, uh, uh, calling around Church of Christ looking for somebody to answer the phone. And LaVon answers. She always answers. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, so this, this lady says, I want you to know my daughter is in the hospice house there with her husband. She's a patient there. And I want somebody, she's raised in the Church of Christ, and I want somebody from the Church of Christ to go see her. And so uh, we, we just say, okay, we'll, we'll try something. So I, I go and visit for a long time. This, this will be a long visit because they are delightful people that you just want to stay and talk to. And they're fun-loving people. And Brian is a big hamburger connoisseur, and he really likes Jack in the Box. Does anybody know what Jack in the Box is? It's the most nasty restaurant in the world. I'm saying that live on video for his sake. It's, in fact, they shut him down in St. Louis, if I remember right, because of roaches. But anyway, so he, he loves this really hot hamburger, double patty and all these, uh, what's that hot pepper? Uh, 
jalapeno and all that stuff. And he says, there's nothing like it in the world. Jonesboro doesn't have anything. So I took a, a poll of people. Where's the best burger in Jonesboro? Anybody want to throw out, where's the best burger in Jonesboro? Fat City? Really? I haven't tried that one. Presley's? I've tried that one with a fried egg on top. Five guys. Anybody want to say McDonald's? No, surely not, right? So we've gone to, uh, uh, LaVon went to J-Town Grill, right? I went to uh, B.A. Burrito. You ever tried one of them? I I went up to these guys. I'm not sure whether they were sober, but as as I went into these guys... I explained what I was doing. I really wanted to win the burger competition. I said, I, I want it hot. And he says, will you give me permission to make whatever you want? I said, I was a little scared because I didn't know what he'd put on that burger, really. I didn't want flashbacks and all that stuff. So and he, was, he, he put together this burger with this hot, hot bun and everything. And so I take it, and the guy, he, Brian, eats it like this. He said, boy, that was good, but it's not as good as Jack in the Box. I said, you've got to be kidding me. I figure out what he's doing. If he'll just say not quite good enough, we'll keep trying. I know that's what he's doing. Delightful people and a privilege to serve. But while we're there, Levon finds out that there's a lot of these people with families there. There's no meals provided. There's nothing in, 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 in the, the, the cupboard thing that you can stock. And so we're going to stock that. But even more importantly, this Saturday, and I know you've got the David Smith thing, and that's great. Go to that. But this Saturday around 4 o'clock, 4.30, is that right? We are going to make a meal on site and serve the people at the hospice house a meal. We're also going to take some of those to go. If we happen to have anybody who happens to be in the hospital, we'll take that too. We'll take a few things different places, but we're going to focus on hospice house. I'm hoping we'll also have a worship service there, just some singing and devotional for anybody who just needs that. Prayer for the people who are in there and their family members. That is what... We should be about. That's what we should be known for. And then when people come and talk to us, we talk doctrine. We don't back down from what we believe. We absolutely believe. But what we are known for is the church on the hill doing good works so that God is glorified. And people then come up and say, what is it that makes you this way? And we talk about our doctrine and who we are. Let's be both. This is a tall order. It's an order we did not create. It's a mission we did not choose for ourselves. It was assigned, given by Christ before the church was created. And he said, this is how I want you to live. The Sermon on the Mount comes before the kingdom comes. But the kingdom is now here in the presence of the church. It's no longer what we should try to be one of these days. It is who we should be now. Be the church on the hill that shines the light for the world to see so that others can glorify God. Look at that challenge. Uttered so long ago and embrace it. Not generically. Embrace it here in Jonesboro and surrounding communities where we live. We embrace it for the sake of bringing glory to God from people who live in Jonesboro and surrounding places. Jesus brought the light to the world and he left us to continue being the light of the world. The responsibility is ours. Let us be the church on the hill that shines the light in the world so that God can be seen and glorified. That is what God asks. That's what the world needs. And that is who we are at the Valley View Church of Christ in Jonesboro, Arkansas, the church on the hill. That's who we are. Now go live it. Now go be it. If you are a person 
looking for a church home, looking for a place. This is who we are. And if this is something you can embrace, be here. We'd love you to be here with us. If you are a person who, for whatever reason, you've never responded to God at all, and you're not, you're not a, a member of, of, of the church, you're not a kingdom citizen at all, we don't back down from telling you how to do that using Bible words. If you believe Jesus is the Lord of the world, He is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and you're willing to say that from your lips and acknowledge that you are not, and He is, and you're willing to be immersed in the waters of baptism, repent and be baptized to every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, we're going to give you a Bible answer. And if that's something you need to do, man, this is the place for you. We'd love to have you. This is the doctrine we believe. This is the identity we embrace. And we welcome you to it if it's something that you can strive for. If you have been a kingdom citizen and you've been so absorbed in your own life that you're no longer looking at the good works you can do in the lives of others, I urge you to repent. That is our purpose in this life. And if it needs a public acknowledgement, a public challenge, and public prayers from this church... We stand ready to receive you in that too. We're the church on the hill. Now let's go be it. If this message has left you with questions or even a desire to take action in your walk with God, let us know if we can be of any assistance to you. Visit us at the Valley View Church of Christ in Jonesboro, Arkansas or online at vvcoc.org or visit the Church of Christ near you. Thanks for listening and God bless.